transfer PG on the map for Wales. He's flirted with the wrestler Adrian Street, and he'll make a song about anything. From Wirral, Merseyside, UK, meet and greet Don Woods. Okay, so a very good day, everybody. It's up in the mountains. Uh, well, that was what we used to say. It's down on the um, the level now, and it's actually been very, very hot. It really is stinking hot. It's um, this time of the year when, really, it's not pleasant. But then again, uh, you know, it's Spain, and it's what we come to enjoy, a bit of hot weather. Um, but this is stinking hot. Let me go across to Wirral Merseyside and find whether Don A is out of bed and B, is he well? And ha, C, has he enjoyed the football? Morning, Don. Good morning, Vince. The weather here is perfect. It has been for a week. If the sun comes out enough and then it's sort of white skies and just perfect temperature, which suits me down to the ground you know so the football yeah uh, at the time of notifying you about uh, what we could talk about today I didn't know the result um, I watched it last night needless to say the news is just bombarded with it there's been nothing on this morning um, poor old Djokovic never even got a mention with his tennis record <laughs> and uh, 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 it's a football match, you know, Vince. That's it. It's it's a football match. It's not life and death. It is to some people, obviously. But it's just gone ridiculously stupid. They're going on this morning about the racial comments of the penalties. You know, let's face it, we can't take penalties. We're no good at it. We never have been. And you know the ball should go in the top corner of the net as you know which it's unsavable like one of ours did but they seem to scuffle it along the ground these days anyway uh, we lost basically and on the good side we don't have to listen to footballs coming home anymore because if I heard that song once more I think I'd have gone bonkers it's, <laughs> you know, and you can't get it out of your head Football coming home. Anyway, we lost. Uh, they didn't win. We lost, basically. And I thought, it's all been said, you see. There's no point discussing it, really. It's all been said. I thought, to bring on um, Rash, Rashford at the end, he'd been sitting there for a couple of hours. I mean, he wasn't even warmed up, really, was he? And he comes on to take a penalty. You know, uh, I, I, did, I don't get it. I mean, we can all look back and say what we would have done, can't we? We can all say that. But, you know, end of the day, we lost. But the thing and is, the thing is, Don, the, the, these football managers become gods. They uh, become legends in the, their own lunch pack. And unfortunately, um, they basically uh, make howlers. And as you say, to bring on two substitutes 
to take yeah. penalties when they've been doing nothing for hour, uh, an hour and a half uh, is ridiculous. Yeah. And then when you go further to that, and, um, y you know, when you look at the people that could have taken the penalties, um, Sterling was one who's been scoring all the way through the, the tournament, and Grealish, yeah. who should have been on yeah. creating havoc all through the game. Um, I mean, if he, if he wasn't fit enough, at least let him unsettle the Italian team early on. But, no, um, right. sorry. I'm, I the guy, I'm the guy that scored the goal. Lee, uh, what, what was his name? The, the fullback. The Lee, yeah, him. I mean, he should have took the penalty. He can certainly hit a ball, you know. But I, I don't know. You, you can say it. You see, it, it, it's gone, and we, can, mm. you know, everyone can argue, which they will do now forevermore. But uh, I, I don't know. It, it, like you say, to say to a 19-year-old lad, you know, to bring him on to take his first penalty. You know, to win the Euros, no pressure there then, and hmm. uh, you know it was just, it was just pathetic. I thought. Well, I, I, I thought. I thought some of this was political correctness, if I'm honest. It crossed my mind, and I thought to myself, well, sorry, uh, Mr Southgate, that is stupidity, because really, it's totally and utterly not really what should be happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. I think more than that, I think football has been used... Uh, to dumb down the masses and I think uh, we're going to get now the Olympics will take the next bit of the action um, as you say, Djokovic did anybody mention social distancing sitting in Wimbledon um, you know, all this sort of stuff no they didn't because basically it was nice to have a little bit of cover nobody nobody needs to say anything yeah, yeah The thing, I, I watched the match what I did, I uh, recorded uh, the Wimbledon because I like I like tennis. I used to play a lot, and I recorded Wimbledon. I went out in the afternoon because it was nice, and I went on the promenade at, at Mel's with a pal of mine, and we sat on a seat, enjoyed the beauty of Wirral, the the the, the sandbanks and, and the tide in the distance. It, it's absolutely it's perfect down there, and there wasn't a soul down there it was just us just us two sitting there on this great big two mile prom and it makes you think you see there's no imagination in the world you know there doesn't seem to be any in this country people will they'll watch the tennis you know they're, they're wasting an afternoon it's beautiful I got home put it on at five o'clock and watch the match watch the tennis match you know but they don't seem to cotton on to that I don't get it really you know they're all saying oh Oh, you know, it's, we're getting everything lifted now. We can go out of our homes, you know, instead of being locked in our home. I've been locked in. I, I've been out every single day right through the, the, the whole situation with the pandemic, you know, to exercise. I go on my bike in the morning and I go walking in the afternoon. Keep away from people. But, you know, people don't seem to do that. They don't seem to get it. You know, they're, they're, they're locked in their house. It's just great to get out. I know some people can't get out, perhaps. 
But uh, there was nobody down there, nobody at all. I know the and place he, you're talking about. I used to love going. I used to love going well, down to Red Rocks, and yeah. uh, you know, I'd walk out, especially when our Richard was a, a baby. So you know, the two of us go miles out and uh, walk in towards Wales. And of course, you've got to be careful, get back before the tide comes back. You know, uh, no fabulous place, and you're you're evoking memories, Don. That's what you're doing, evoking uh-huh. you. You know, to me, it's it's everything. You know, I just I, I love Wirral. Always have done. I, I wouldn't live anywhere else personally. And you know, I went to Red Rocks yesterday. Uh, yesterday morning, I went on my bike and then I wa- went for a walk in Mills in the afternoon. And I got to Red Rocks, which, as you say, you're looking out over Hilbury Island and out to Wales. And there was about oh, a couple of families on the shore. You know, it's beautiful. Where are, where is everybody? You know, I don't know. Well, it's just the lack of imagination. You see, if they if they said uh, the QE2 is going to sail past Hilbury, there'd be thousands down there. You know, oh, yeah. something happening. Yes. You know, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad because I like it all to me. What would be even more uh, a sort of thought-provoking is if the QE2 was sailing past uh, Hillbury with maybe the Welsh team and a trophy. I mean, that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to um, some of the shenanigans, some of the goings-on since we last spoke. Yes, yeah, since we last spoke. Um, and I've missed you, darling, I must say. <laughs> Since we last spoke, we've had some naughty goings-on in our wonderful government, which uh, would make a great Hollywood movie if it wasn't so tragic. You know, we have Matt Hancock being caught uh, on camera engaging, uh, sorry, snogging his aide. Gina, what is it, Collardangelo was her name or something, with his hand placed in a rather unfortunate place. You know, after seeing this in the daily papers and on the news, I can't even imagine how his wife and kids reacted when he got home. But I can certainly guess. Uh, You know, then we have Dominic Cummings laying into Boris Johnson, revealing all the private conversations they had when they were friends. You know, with friends like Dominic, who needs enemies, mate? That That's... I, I thought, what is it? Who is running this country? I mean, I feel, in, in a way, a sort of... In a way, I, I sort of feel sorry for Hancock, in a funny sort of way, you know, because he's a bloke, and a lot of blokes do that, and everyone's criticising him in the government, and, and most of them have probably done the same thing, you know, uh, behind their wives' backs. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm sure they, they will have done it because he's 42, which is that awkward age, you know, when you start sort of uh, eyeing up other women, I should imagine. And But, uh, you know, what an idiot. What well, he is. He is, idiot. He is an idiot. I mean, look, the, the whole thing is we're older now, Don, so... We see things from probably a much different uh, perspective. But when you yeah. look at him, I mean, let's be honest about it. He is no uh, oil painting whatsoever. So, I mean, you, you know, you can say to yourself, well, he's probably, I won't say clutching at straws because I've not seen uh, the other half of the equation. But um, realistically, you, you know, it's probably the only th- the only other thing he could use his lips for, isn't it? You know, so, <laughs> you know, when all's said yeah. and done, he's got to get some, he's got to get some, 
some mileage out of his uh, anatomy, hasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you see, to me, the guy's married with kids. She knows that. You know, she knows that. So she should, you know, know that if he gets if he gets caught with her, and she's got a, a husband as well, you know, she just wrecks lives. They can't seem to see that, you know. If he was a single bloke, you know, it would be okay. But she knows that he's... He, 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 that's it. And that makes her pretty evil, in my opinion. You know, and... And, and of course, he's got plenty of money, hasn't he? You know, <laughs> this is the other thing. You know, I don't know. It, it's... I, it was just pathetic. Well, it, it, takes, it takes two to tango, so you can't just blame the lady. Um, no, he, no, but you, in he, a way, but you can in a way because blokes are like that. Not that it's right, but they always have been. You know, blokes will eye up nice women walking past. Women don't particularly eye up nice blokes walking past unless right. they're driving a jag. Then the bloke becomes attractive to them. You know, I mean, this is the reality. It's not my opinion. You know, this, this is this is how it is, isn't it? Blokes have always been like that. You okay. know, no matter no matter what, what the, the what new thing the, the, it's been like that since time began, you know. I'm speaking with the new Freud today, uh, anybody that's listening in. <laughs> um <laughs> Basically, uh, doing what he was doing, and then uh, the comings and goings of Parliament. Oh, um, y- you know, let's be honest about it. Uh, you know, th- th- they're a vile lot. Most of them are sort of out of um, th- they're out of public school, which be in itself defines out of touch with reality. And uh, he sounds like a horrible man. Um, they all sound pretty rotten, and they don't do what ordinary people do, apart from Matt Hancock, who obviously uh, does it, and he has the occasional dabble, as they say. Um, okay, so what have you got? What have you got for me next? Right. Uh, on the, before we finish, the MPs—they're only voted in. You know, some of them can have possibly been butchers. Or, or, you know, something like that. See, they're not clever people, particularly. You know, people think, oh, he's an MP, he must be clever. Well, they're not. You know, they're no different. They're like councillors. When I worked for the council, these councillors used to come in, and half of them were on the dole. You know, they only used to come in to see what we do so they could get a, a free dinner, you know, basically. Anyway, enough of that. Don't get me going on councillors. Okay. Then we have... Um, uh, like you say, the football with all the fans piling on planes and jumping up and down in the stadiums and dancing around the pubs as England progressed through the Euros. And by some strange coincidence, COVID, the COVID rate is rapidly rising. I wonder why, you know. And we not only had matches afternoon and night on the telly, but headline news each morning for 20 minutes, headline news. On the football, at the time, as I say, at the time of writing this, England had, had progressed to the final, so I didn't know the score at that time, and personally couldn't care less. You know, it's a football match, that's all. And if you don't like football, you can change channels on your TV and watch endless tennis. You know, and if you don't like tennis, you've had it. There's nothing else on. I'm not forgetting the wonderful English uh, so-called fans booing the Denmark national anthem and trying to shine a laser light into the goalie's eyes. You know, you can't possibly... You know, they can't possibly know 
they're just a collection of useless pieces of manure of no use whatsoever to the human race. You know, not forgetting, uh, we mustn't also forget the pretty young thing who raised English hopes in the tennis by getting through uh, two rounds at Wimbledon. And I felt sorry for her when her nerves got the better of her. And she lost. She's a nice girl. Uh, but I think the 180 grand she gets for that uh, will, will ease the pain. You know, that, so that's what we've had, really. Yeah. But I think the English fans, they're just a disgrace. You know, they're a disgrace to humanity. I don't know what the rest of the world thinks of them. You know, they, they were breaking into to, uh, the stadium last night uh, without a ticket. And, and the, police having, the police having to fight them off. You know, what is it with them? It's pathetic. Well, I've got to say, I've got to say, Don, um, that really when you uh, sort of uh, compared them with manure, I think you're doing manure a, a disservice, actually, because, <laughs> you know, at least uh, you can get some good out of manure. I mean, from what I saw last night... Um, that was just uh, hooliganism of the worst kind. Uh, it did remind me very much of what happened in the American situation when they stormed um, the, 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 the Congress. And uh, I thought that uh, yeah. re really, you know, the thing is, you see, uh, we're going back to sheeple and we're going back to education and we're going back to things that you and I have spoken about in the past. I passionately believe in the, the need for law and order um, and we're not going to get there when we televise these kind of things without punishing the perpetrators. Uh, sadly, I do think the fact that we've had the football on all the time, um, every five minutes with a report and then over to another report and a report on the report of the report, uh, I think the, 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 the thing has definitely been a distraction and I think that's what it's all been about. Um, I think that the whole thing is contrived. Uh, I did like some of the football games. I've enjoyed them. And I feel sorry that, you know, you've still got this um, young black lives sort of um, getting involved in uh, the politics with the football because to watch some of these young players play has been marvellous. They are great little players. They're going to be really good in the future. And um, we, we can do without all this political nonsense. But I do think a lot of it is being contrived and made to happen uh, by certain people in the media. As, for example, whilst all this has been going on, did you hear any mention of Richard Branson going to outer space, for example? Well, it was on the news. Yeah, he was only up for an hour, wasn't he? It was on this morning. He, he went up for an hour and okay. came back down again. Okay, but, but I mean, what a waste of money. I uh, what, what are they doing it for, Don? I mean, I can't understand well, that. Why couldn't, why couldn't they go that little bit further and just disappear into space? Well, they had a... They had a yeah, they had, exactly. They had a thing on... Um, you can win... You go into this competition uh, and you can win a Rolls... a £50,000 card and a million pounds and, and it's in aid of... Uh, the NHS or child support or something, it was a charity, a children's charity well why not sell the car and give them the million pounds, what is the point of having a competition, 
you know, that was on that. Yeah, but you see, the, the, well, the competition is there to get everybody talking and writing in their uh, answers and set, it, it c- creates more camouflage. As I say, I think the whole thing is about camouflage, um, w- which is very interesting because I was going to buy a very special pair of camouflage trousers down at the uh, one of the department stores. Like you, I think I can tell by your face that you've done the same. I couldn't see them, could you? <laughs> couldn't find them yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's, it's like people we can't see the wood for the trees i mean gary lineker you've got some news on him for example oh he's taken a drop in salary you know he's i think he's felt a bit guilty so he's taken a drop in salary uh the the drop was four hundred thousand pounds or something a year so now he only gets 1.3 million you know for his hour and a half each week i mean what i'm, I'm the, the bbc are paying him out of my license fee by the way and uh i'm th- they said oh yeah well if we don't pay him he'll go somewhere else well let him go somewhere else you know mm-hmm. another advert pay for him yeah one three million pounds for gary lineker what does he do? He's a football pundit. Last night, the game was over. On come the pundits. What we should have done was this and what. I just switch it off then. Because all they're doing is telling us what we've just seen. And then we have to look at the, the goals again. Like the news this morning. And it comes. These are the penalties. We've seen it. Forget it. Move on. But they don't seem to do that. But don't forget also, whilst we're talking about these things, I mean, Gary Lineker can afford to lose that amount of money because he's getting paid a huge fortune for doing what you and I can do quite comfortably um, also also we've been a bit so sad for the uh, the young black players think of the fortunes that they've been making it's all camouflage it's all camouflage and look what we need is a trip from Radio Merseyside's dynamic duo that's of course your good self and we're talking about the late great Monty Lister who we uh you knew perfectly well um, because you worked with him. I knew him from a distance. I met him once or twice. Didn't know him that well, but um, he appears to be a wonderful, wonderful guy that we've lost. Uh, but he did live to a, a good age. And you're going to tell us about one particular visit that you made with him. Was it uh, to where uh, the, uh, the the Euro Cup eventually ends up? Well, not Italy. You're not going to talk about Italy, are you? <laughs> I certainly am. Rupert's I'm delighted. delighted for them, to be honest. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a good game. Anyway, uh, but I'm second time. It's a football match, that's all. You know, I played football as you did. You know, and when we, when we played, we used to shake hands with the other team and chat to them whether we won or lost. It, you know, that, it, it's, it's a football match. Yes, Venice, we used to do these. In fact, first off, before we talk about Venice, um, let's talk about the new fella that's come in instead of Matt Hancock, you know, because Matt Hancock, having strolled off into the sunset um, with his beard, you know, we have a new uh, fella taking his place called Sajid David, who has informed us that he intends to lift this COVID restrictions on the 19th of July. And we must learn to live with the virus and use common sense. 
That was what he said. We've got to use common sense now. Is he having a laugh with this fella? We should have a television quiz show involving film of our faithful football fans in full flight in the pubs with contestants on the show trying to spot common sense. You know, not easy, mate. Not easy. Listen, don't... The scientists and doctors saying one thing and politicians saying another. To be honest, this country, it's like living in a washing machine. You know, you don't know what's what. It's very strange. Well, listen, Don, um, if you follow the pattern, you've had three from a particular persuasion now who are taking very important uh, positions in the cabinet. Now, the reason for this is that your country is being changed. If you look at the, the important positions, apart from obviously Boris Johnson at the moment, um, you know, you're being changed and there is a takeover going on. And I think maybe not in our lifetime, but there's going to be a very different complexity about people in England in the very, very close future I would say by 2050 I would think that I'll be looking down or looking up and thinking yeah I did see that one coming didn't I that's what I say look look at the look at the appointments and look at the um, the, the fact that a particular religion which is now well and truly in place in Britain with about 18 towns having mers from that particular faith Part of their religion tells you that you can lie if it's for the common good. We've had this about the uh, illegal immigrants, all the people coming on, in on the boats. Come on, you know, there's thousands coming across the channel every month. It's an invasion and people are not seeing it. Thankfully, um, uh, you know, it's going to take a few more years, but that is so obvious when you look from afar. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I, well, I, I don't know if you are right. I don't no, know. I don't know. It's, a, <laughs> it's like, uh, well, it's, you see, the way I see it, you know, it's not my country or anybody's country. You know, people can come in. We go, we go into other countries. Like you, you're in Spain, you know. But it's, uh, you know, it yeah, doesn't but really... I'm not trying to take over, though. Don, I mean, no, I'm in Spain, but I'm not trying to take over. That's one thing I'll never do. Know. No, as I say, you can only take over if people put up with it. You see, it doesn't affect me at all, really. You know, because uh, then again, you know, people are like sheep. You can herd them up, and uh, and that's it. And and people can see this. You know, we'll, but you see, in a lot of the like Birmingham, there's a lot of Muslims and, and people like that, and in London, you know, and, that, and that's what you're seeing. You know, which is fine. You know, if they want to live here, fine. But if you live in this country, you've got to have laws, you know, of some kind, and you've got to obey them because it's not some of the law is survival. That's what that's what that's what it means. That's what it's for. And if you don't know, if you threaten the laws of the country, you threaten survival. That's how I see it. But if nothing against anybody living here, yeah. But know, hang on, hang on, Don. Or anything, because Don. You know, it's a, Don, the, the thing is, they are living by laws, but they're not living by the laws of the United Kingdom. 
the living by the Sharia law, which is permitted. The, U the UK is allows everybody to have their own courts, uh, but the other faiths don't bother to put them in practice. That's why they get away with it. And unfortunately, there are still lots of ladies who are being uh, treated really badly um, because of what they're allowed to do in their law. Anyway, we better get back to Italy. So tell me about your trip to Italy. We had, we, when I worked on Radio Merseyside with Monty Lister, we used to do day trips. Uh, a, a local firm used to do day trips um, to over Europe. And we'd go there and back in the day, say Norway and back in the day, Marrakesh and back in the day, and make a travelogue with Monty doing his um, chatting. And I did his sound for him. <clears throat> this week, uh, one, I'll, I'll discuss one where we went to Venice. Um, which was, I was looking forward to it. Have you been to Venice? No, 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 not been to Venice. I would like to go, but I didn't go. I haven't well, been yet. I'd never been. I was looking forward to it. And what happens is you land, and then you get, you get off the plane. We start to speak about six in the morning, landing in Italy, and then you get off the plane, and, and we get on a boat, and you sail down this river in t to Venice. And the river, you go on a straight line down this river, and there's boys either side. You gotta, you gotta stick in between them. And this guy was telling me, if you go outside the line, thirty yards either side, you could stand up in the river. You know, it, 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 you're going through this big gap if you follow what I mean. Yeah. Down towards Venice, and as you approach Venice, it, it's it's magical when you see it. It's 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 fantastic. It's it's sort of. On, on the water, it's it's a wonderful sight. But when you get there, uh, you know, I wasn't that impressed, to be honest. And um, it was on carnival time, and everybody had those white faces walking around. So everybody had exactly the same expression on their faces, wandering around, you know. And as I say, uh, we had a, a guided tour um, around the town with Monty doing his... Uh, his um, commentary and everything and uh, me doing his sound and um, it, the tour included a gondola ride um, which it was you know bridge of size the lot you know very nice and this is all on the house by the way because Monty was a great cadger he, he was a he was the ultimate cadger he'd get himself you know, we, we'll do a radio program if you give us free tickets, you know, so it was great. So we went on one of these gondola rides, which cost a lot of money if you want to go on one. Which, you know, again, you know, it's not like a gondola ride. There's hundreds of them going in all directions and you're dodging them and bumping into them. And, you know, it's, it's not that good. And I noticed that the houses came down to the canal which is tidal, by the way, the canal, they go up and down, and the, the houses come down, and you can see that the the foundations of the houses in, in the water are sort of rotting away. You can see all this, and you get the feeling that one day the whole place will just collapse into the water. I hope it doesn't, but that's what's going to happen, I think. It's a strange place, but, you know, I wouldn't go back. It's, it's Monty's favourite place. He, he, he thinks it's wonderful. He thinks it's a magical city. But I wouldn't go back. It was, uh, you know, it was all right. Um, but you know, but the gondola ride again, you know, it, it, it's nothing special. You know, and it was a little bit smelly. 
the place. This was in February as well, you know. You still there? I'm trying to get this um, camera so I can actually see you, Don. Which ah, ah there we go. You, uh, you know, the, the technology, as I say, always this time of the year, it's very, very strange. I can uh, see you now, Ben. I know. Listen, uh, Don, it, this is like to frighten you to uh, to to get to certain points, that type of thing, you know. Anyway, um, the music in the background, by the way, is the computer getting the uh, the software ready and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, our lives are technology, and I don't know about you. I really, really don't like being told by a blessed telephone what I've got to do. I've got to do my banking, I've got to do virtually everything on this blooming telephone, which of course means that if I go away from it for a second or two, I'll be getting all sorts of alerts because, um, I don't know, Microsoft or something don't know where I am and they, they might think I'm invading this, another part of their empire. I mean, the whole thing is now ridiculous. Uh, I'm a servant and a slave to a phone. Just, you go on, on the internet, they're trying to sell you things every five minutes. You know, but I got a letter from Halifax uh, Building Society about my ISA. And they've informed me that as from September the whatever, 12th or something, the ISA interest is going down. It's going down. It's going down from 0 0.05 to 0 0.01. Well, There's only one more step left, and that's zero. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot of money in there. So, you know, what is it with them? How much do they want this greed, greed, greed? And like you say, the footballers, all very upset about, you know, being racially abused, etc., which is wrong. It is but, wrong. You know, they're yeah. thousands and thousands of pounds. Just take it. You know, yeah. take the, the, the criticism, because that's what you, you, you're in the game for. You can't expect everybody to love you while you're making thousands and thousands of pounds. You know, uh, that's the problem with everything. And But for the building societies, it's and another another one, Tesco has told me that um, I had a bad... I didn't even know I had any money in there. They, they, they said, oh, yes, uh, if you don't use your account... You know, we're going to close it down and you'll have to reapply. With my money, by the way. So I said, no, that's no problem. Close the account. Uh, that's the answer. Close the account. And, uh, oh, 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 right. Um, we, we'll send you a cheque. I said, fine. That's it. Just close it down. Mm -hmm. No problem. Uh, you know, where do you go? Well, I was told... You need to put the money somewhere. I was, you know, you can't put it in the house. I was, I was told on by the bank manager here that they are already planning to charge us to charge us for having money in their bank now if that doesn't say at all um i mean quite frankly uh, i don't uh, short of um maybe getting people to impersonate dick turpin and uh, have a a set of dick turpin lookalikes in the bank robbing us blind where else do you go i mean it really is it's got to an affront to our human rights the whole thing has become ridiculous i don't think we've got human rights anymore in fact you know um if you go down the conspiracy route uh, conspiracy theory route apparently there are aliens who are trying to take over everywhere at the moment and i think we're, we're meeting one half of them in the bank and the other half uh, are going out uh, disguised as um, england football fans <laughs> yeah that's it well they're the ones with the human rights 
you know, if you're a burglar, you've got human rights. Yeah. You know, so there you go. So start burgling. That's the answer. <laughs> All right, Don, give us, give us your song for the week. This will cheer us up. Warm the cockles of our hearts. This is a song I wrote for Paul Damien, which I sent you last time, and you played the wrong one, by the way. Uh, I just thought I'd throw that in. And <laughs> this is the one. It's uh, about my, one, you know, one of my favourite places in the world. It's about Wales, which I love. I love Wales, um, and I love going there. And years ago, I wrote a song called uh, How to Say San Vipul, Gwingo, blah, blah, blah. Good God, I got the long word for Paul Damien. And that went so well that I wrote in this one. And this did just as well, actually. Um, and it's called The Magic of Wales. There's the bells of Aberdovie And all Gethlach River bed The famous South Stack Lighthouse On the rocks at Hollyhead The windy moors of Denby Were the gorse and swaying grass The peaceful lake at Bala Llangollen's horseshoe pass There's the seaside at Prestatin and the fair at Sunny Rill Hollywell's tradition with its abbey and its mill Conway and Carnarvon with their ancient castle walls And Beto Sequoid with all the splendour of the swallow falls Takes you from Port Maddox to the wooded countryside. The rugged thin peninsula with beaches everywhere. The beauty of Malvama, the breezy point of air. The great Ormatlan did know, and the sea at Colwyn Bay. The misty peaks of Snowdon standing. Proudly on display The graceful bridge at Menai Which spans across the strait The grey of Glynas quarries With the crumbling hills of slate Wales, Wales, the magic of the tide, the sight of sheep and cattle grazing on the mountainside, Tranberis, Kapelkiri and Beth Gellert with a charm, 
the distant tractor as it plows the fields around the farm. The sunrise in the morning lighting up the other bay. The waterfall at Dissert with a rainbow in its spray. You'll treasure all the memories of everything you see in this fascinating country. With its many shades of green Wales, Wales The magic of Wales Mystical enchantment From its mountains to its bays With its long and ancient history To its legendary tales We'll always be remembering The And all Gethsa's river bed The famous South Stack lighthouse On the rocks at Hollyhead The windy moors of Denby Were the gorse and swaying grass The peaceful lake at Bala Flangothland's horseshoe pass There's the seaside at Prestatin And the fair at Sunny Rill Hollywell's tradition with its abbey and its mill Conway and Carnaro with their ancient castle walls And Beto Sukhoid with all the splendor of the swallow falls Wales, Wales, the magic of Across the tide, 
beside a sheep and cattle grazing on the mountainside. Cranberries, Kapalkiri, and Beth Gellert with a charm. The distant tractor as it plows the fields around the farm. The sunrise in the morning lighting up the Bay. The waterfall at Bissett with a rainbow in its spray. You'll treasure all the memories of everything you see in this fascinating country with its many shades of 